Is an introduction really necessary for someone we all know so well? Welcome to Paul Mort Talk Shit. Curious fellow, but I like him. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. He's a shady character. What, 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 what's his name? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Paul Mort Talk Shit. Today, we're talking shit with the one and only, the mythical beast, <laughs> Mr. Adam Collard. Adam, how are you doing? Yeah, I am. I mean, thank you for having us. Sick, I've been mate. buzzing. I'm a big fan of the podcast, you know. Sick. So I love I'm it, glad man. To be here. I'm buzzing to have you on. Uh, let's uh, let's let's get straight down to business, mate. What are you fucking up to right now? What's up to right now? Um, taking a little bit of time out from personal sort of endeavors with women. Because of recent events, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing, fitness. Open a second gym. Oh, we, shit, really? So, Touchwood, we put an offer in for a lease, which I'm not going to say where it is mm-hmm. right now, but that is the big next step. Everything is ready to go. I would love January, but realistically, it's probably not going to happen because oh, of the time frame. A bit of work on, goes in as well, On it? anything like that. But gym number two, and then try and do everything that I'm doing anyway, just bigger and better. Yeah, nice. Um, Talk to yeah. me about gym number one then, mate. What was there? How did that happen like was that always something you wanted to do or so i'll be honest i went to went to school did quite well found it really easy like pro- people always think i think it's a stigma of personal trainers are thick and i kind of I mean, get, I know, it, get I know, a little I bit mean, mate i know i can't feel yeah 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 well, if you're listening i'm talking about you <laughs> but uh <laughs> i mean i was gonna go and do architecture i was gonna do co- quantity survey and i said Shit, i was really gonna do, oh yeah i was gonna do full lot went down to leeds decided and then i thought right because i was probably the only person in my family that got the grades to go to uni dad was a little bit like well you've got to go and I was like well yeah obviously went and did a random business management degree for all of four weeks and then realized that I was like what am I doing because in the meantime was training myself just for fun um loved it went to bed every night reading the likes of people who were like youtubers who I just loved and like bio lane like the sciencey sort yeah. of people and all of that just really really buzzed off it and then I was like why don't I just go and give this a crack so did a personal training course, got into the gym group, which is obviously the commercial gym that everyone knows. Aye. And that was 19 years old. And then pretty much- How long ago was that then? Up, uh, so I'm 27 as of last week. Shit. So 19 years old, went into a global gym, did two years there almost. Maybe like actually more like a year and a half, went to a private sort of facility and just kind of built up this client base mm-hmm. um, for ages and ages. Long story short, gym basically went down the pan and I was kind of sat there ready to go. And we just took the plunge at 21 for me to open my own gym. I say we, my dad's in construction. So basically I was like, right, this is what I need. Can you help me with this? And I'll do all of the gym and the equipment side. Yeah. And we'll just start with nothing. Yeah. Like it was kind of like just my own studio and then yeah. bit by bit. And we'll have eight trainers now in the oh, gym. Oh shit, nice so, mate. So, so that business, that four weeks business management came oh, in handy. It off. Fresh, fresh. <laughs> Freshers and Leeds, I can't remember Leeds Becker changes its name every year, but Freshers number one, number two, number three, one lecture, done. <laughs> done yeah, it all. Mad. Do you know what's mad about some of the university things? And I, I mean, I'm not labeling all the stain brush. I didn't even get any uni. Couldn't get, couldn't even get into college, me, because you needed three GCSEs. Yeah. Couldn't get in. But, but the mad thing is, I remember do, when I went, to, when I went to go self-employed, I would have been about 21 as well. And uh, the, back then, they had these local enterprise things like the council would help fund people to set up their own businesses. Now, I didn't get any money, but they put me on, they would let me on a free course. Now, the course was like how to start your own business. And there yeah. was five days. Four of those days, the four people that ran those days didn't have their own business. Which it's, is mad, isn't it? It blows my mind. Like, the lecturers have never really done anything. I think it should be one of the things in future where if you're going to be a business management or something mm. like that, a lecturer in uni, you should have tried to start something or had something successful. It's weird, though. Like, it's a, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because if you're running a successful business... Why the fuck would you go and lecture on it as well? But this you get some thing. people that get to a level where they just want to give back as well. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird thing. So eight trainers, mate. That's a... Uh, well, I would be number eight if you kind of... I mean, I jumped in this morning because we're two members of staff on holiday, but it's... Uh, I love it. What, you like, give your staff holidays? Uh, exactly. Fuck, exactly. mate. You give them holidays. I'm far too nice. Jesus <laughs> Christ. When you fuck off to a Love Island villa every couple of years, you've kind of got to give them holidays when they're on. <laughs> They've got my back. I've got to have theirs now. What, what's, what was the hardest part about getting set up? Hardest part about getting set up? For anyone else, it would be a client base, but I got to the point where it, 
it was impossible for me not to open a place where I could do groups because every single day was 12 hours. I mean, the girl that I was with who was my like, first proper relationship probably was my fault. I ruined that because I was just in the gym so much, but I was so hungry at 21 years old, 20, 19, yeah, I 21. Actually think, I actually think it takes that. Yeah. When you start, does. it fucking takes that. Yeah. Like now could have been a totally different situation, but at that starting point, you've got to sacrifice something. And I just didn't care about anything. I was probably selfish with family, selfish with friends. I remember like there was a couple of Kavos anti holidays and I was like, I'm not going. I was like, I'm, I'm doing something bigger. I was like, I'll go to better places when I'm older. I did one. I mean, that's very mature for 21, by the way. Yeah, I think I was when just When I'm 21, hungry. there's no way I'm missing the fucking night out, never mind the fucking lads all day. I mean, don't get us wrong. There was plenty of them and I did do one or two, but yeah. I didn't do four. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I yeah. cut them in half. Yeah. yeah. So the hardest part would have been getting a client base, but the hardest part for you was the hours you were working. It was probably just the hours I was working and I don't know the hardest part. I don't know. I loved it. I'd never found it hard. And it's always, I can't remember what it was, but if you love it and you never really feel like you're at work, like, yeah. like this morning, I went in six until nine. I don't need to be there. I don't need to work for 15 quid an hour, whatever it is. But like, to be honest, there's three of my mates there. There's three mutual friends somewhere down the line, and I get to teach them how to deadlift. Why you do like I being not around, do that? You like being around people. Yeah, I, I think it's a big I thing. You know, it. it's funny to say this about being there all the time and and not seeing it as work. I think it is. It is. We'll talk about staff in a minute, right? Yeah. I think business is easy until you hire people, right? <laughs> but we have this with with my wife, my business partner, and people are like, "Do you not? Do you not like? Is it? Do you have a rule where you don't talk about work when you're at home?" I'm like, "No. We both fucking value it highly. So why would we say, oh, let's not talk about that?'" Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. a, it's a strange thing that, like, so staff, um, how quick, how quickly did you get to your first fucking staff member then? First staff member was pretty much straight away, and I jumped into it, and I didn't even really, I mean, it wasn't even an interview. It was like a... Was it your mate? I need... It was a, someone I'd worked with previously, and he was kind of a friend, and it was probably a little bit too close to home because at that point we were on even keel, and then I went and did this, yeah. and then he was kind of still there. Yeah. And I'm doing this on a podcast. He obviously, I went, I went up the pecking order a little bit, and it is hard to do that. I would say I've went through a conveyor belt of every three personal trainers, and I've got to be honest, every three personal trainers that I've had in, I've probably kept one. Yeah. And the staff, the seven that we've got now, are the best we've ever had. Yeah. But it's been a hard road to get there. But like I said, what I just said, my number two right now, the gym manager Ben, he's turned into one of my best friends because I love being around him. But he's technically on paper being there the least amount of time but he loves it that much that he went straight at the top yeah. and that's what I mean like he never he probably does when he gets when it's 5.15 and you scrape an ice off your car I for half an hour you feel like you're going to work uh, but you know by the time you're there and a few hours in uh, it doesn't matter like uh, he loves it you can tell it it's on his face like yeah. me and I haven't seen that in a lot of people but yeah. the, the staff that I've got there now they're sick yeah yeah so some of the most challenging things you've had with your staff then have been yeah whether it's like it's one of them things like it's, I think, I don't know if it's ego or I think personal trainers can have a lot of yeah. ego for sometimes the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, sometimes think, it's ambition as well though, I think, you know, isn't it? It is ambition. And I would say that if I'm holding my hands up and I will do this now, I was probably a little bit egotistical when I was younger and yeah. now I've kind of learned like there's always someone better. There's always someone bigger. There's always someone with more money and there's always someone with five gyms and not four. So what does it matter? You've kind of got to work on you. But yeah. back in the day, I was a little bit like that. And maybe I've struggled with people who like I always turn around and I go, these hours are for you because I'm trying to build a business elsewhere yes. so we can have another place and you can have more hours yeah. and you can, I don't know, we're going to improve your pay and stuff uh, like mate, that. I think one thing you've got to give yourself, like you'll have to give yourself a bit of a break for, and I think we all do, is that you're kind of trying your best. This is your yeah. first fucking, these are your first few members of staff. Exactly. You've never fucking done it before. It's new. You're young as fuck, mate. Yeah. You know, mate, no shit, right? I've been self-employed since I was 21. That's 22 years this year, which is fucking insane, right? And I didn't hire my first, I didn't hire my first full-time PAUIE national insurance member of staff until 2019. Yeah. And I'm at, I've had 30 or 40 freelancers, e-lancers, people per hour, VAs, all that kind of shit. And Mac was my first full-time in-office employee. Well, some of ours technically for... Like subbies. They're subbies. They're yeah. like half employed, half yeah, non-employed yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for different reasons, but it just works better because they want a personal train on their outside as well. Yeah, of course. So it yeah. makes sense. Well, and it's weird. It's hard, like you say, giving people hours when they want hours. Yeah. I mean, what do you do in between those hours of fucking... Like, you're talking 10 and 3. What happens then? 
it's kind it's of dead time, yeah, isn't it? This is what I mean. So we we have a little bit of a structure now where it works both ways, where they can kind of do whatever they want. They yeah. can lock up, they can go for dinner, they can PC clients. Yeah. And I think the best thing that I've kind of done is try and try and think about how they feel as well and what I would want to do in yeah, their yeah, shoes yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. kind of what I do. Right. If I wanted more clients and I was hungry and I don't want them to go, how can I help them be happier here? Mm. How do you separate all the Love Island stuff from that? Do you know what? Do you think I it helps or hinders? It helps in ways and it hinders in other ways. Yeah. Um, I've got to be honest, half of the stuff I hate in terms of Love Island. Yeah. And I would say that the best way to explain it is what I could have achieved in five years, I've maybe cut down to two mm. because completely financial. Yeah. Complete. I'm not. I'm not an idiot, yeah. and no one is going into Series Eight now. I took a bit of a risk when I first opened the gym at 21 by going on Love Island when I was 22. First year business. Who does that? Yeah. No one. You should. How much? How much time out was it? Well, it was eight weeks. What I thought because I went quite far, and yeah. then you've got a week before, a week after. But I didn't realize that I was going to be in nightclubs for four months, yeah, five after. months after. Yeah. So I kind of could have came straight out eight weeks and just went straight back to work. But the financial side of it was so good straight after that I could pay that gym off straight away. I could pay my house can, off straight away. So you away. were putting that straight back into... So I was putting it straight back into the gym. Mm. Everything that we had, like the gym is finance free. It's all mm. done. Mm. Um, the next gym will already kind of be close to yeah, that yeah, already. Nice. Yeah. And that was kind of where my head was at with that. So people are going, oh, he's in nightclubs every night. He's on this, he's on that. I was like, I, I am. But what you don't realise is I'm actually co-funding everything that happened. Yeah. Like I didn't need to worry in COVID. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like... It was a little bit of a struggle, and members were leaving right, left, right, and centre. My boohoo man contract alone probably could have like saved that. Yeah, like it didn't really matter. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. because I went to all them places to do that. Yeah, yeah. So those are the upsides, then. Yeah, talking about the downsides. Downsides. Um, <laughs> people, the one thing that pisses us off, but it's a funny thing. Uh, I'm going to give Ollie March on a little shout out. I went to his gym. Who he Ollie's is a fucking gangster. Ollie is a gangster. He's probably one of my idols in life because I always think like. He's me in five years in terms of not to a certain extent, like I'm my own person, mm. but like he's had the gym. He's like four years ahead. So it's great for me to look at as a bit of a goal. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, he's got nice. the and he's got the family and kids. So it gives yeah. me an idea of right when I've got them as well, how will I do my stuff? Right. Nice. When I went down to his gym. Mate, I've got to stop you here because what I love about this is that that comparison there would crush quite a lot of people. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, well, why not? Do you know what people say? The comparison's a thief of joy. Yeah. I'm like, is it though? Depends on what frame you put it in. Yeah. You've put it in a frame of not, oh, well, why haven't I got that? And why can't I do that? And, oh, it's all right for him. You put it in the context of, well, how can I do that? Yeah. Well, do you know what I'm is, saying? This is it's a big I, deal, this. Yeah. I think people, uh, again, egotistical me at 22 probably wouldn't have said that. Mm -hmm. Like, he's great. I look up to him. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he said when I first came off Love Island, because I went down to train with him, did a workout, did a team workout. And he went, fuck, he went, Christ. He went, you're actually fit. And it was like, because I've been on Love Island, it was like, oh, is it just followers because of that? But yeah. yeah, I can hold my own with them boys. I can. Mm. But it's nice. He's, he's always great. Like, I asked him something about a little event the other day, and he gave us some advice. Yeah. But I think comparing yourself to people like that when they are in the right circles, in the right direction, I look at what's the problem with that? Mm. You know? Mm. And I'm still going to chase him down as hard as I can. I love it. Talk me about some of the other downsides. Other downsides. Obviously, the social media side mm -hmm. um, in terms of trolling. I hate that word, but trolling is a real thing. Uh, negative comments. Yeah. Um, having having people talk to you on the street about what is going on in your life or what they think is going on in your life. Yeah. For example. Does that happen? Well, yeah, like someone said, it was someone, I was in takeaway the other night getting a kebab wrap because I'd had, do you know what, a chicken chicken wrap, <laughs> wanted a chicken wrap, goes in the takeaway and some girls like shouting us being like, why did you cheat on Paige with that blonde girl? I didn't fucking cheat on Paige with this blonde girl. You've seen a fucking TikTok. The, the nuggets The thing. nugget thing. The yeah. nugget thing. Yeah. Mate, I've never had so much shit for wanting a McDonald's at the end of the night. <laughs> um, like all of my friends were just laughing because the one saw the girl, the one saw how young she looked. And uh. what you don't realize is the video has been cut out and there's like three girls on the other side on a conveyor belt asking for photos. Yeah. And me out of 45 nights on nightclub appearances is probably the four that I drank on. The reason yeah. I drank on these four is because I took my three best friends. Yeah. So I, for the first time ever, I was a little bit like, 
cuddly with the girl and I was like going, I go on getting the photo, getting the photo. Aye. Like I am. I do it with my friends. I do it with my family. If we if we went out and like after maybe like five times, I'd probably do it with you and your missus. I'm not going out with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just, it drives us crazy because I'm like, you haven't got a clue. Mate, I've seen this happen and with Smith. I've been on a night out with Smith. Loads of night outs with me. We've been sitting in fucking Nando's and girls have come over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so I fucking totally get it. So, how do you then, how do you get your head around that? Because it was all new to you, right? So at the start, it was all new to us. Uh, I've got to be honest, this time around, especially with the page situation with did he cheat, did he not, I've struggled with it a little bit because it's like, how do you actually prove yourself to everyone in the world when there's mm. no proof? It's my mm. word against hers. And mm. to be honest, the girl actually came out and had my back anyway. Yeah. Um, but, and I did struggle with that more mentally this time than I actually thought I would, believe it or not. But you know, really interesting, Adam, right? I get a lot of shit from people for the stuff that I'm talking about and the way that I talk about it. And I can handle criticism of what I'm saying, my opinion, even the way I look, or the, me fucking accent, yeah. the fact that I talk too fast, the amount of sway, I can take all that. But it's weird when someone questions me integrity, that's the only time I get triggered. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And that's kind of what's happening here, isn't it? Yeah. Your integrity is getting questioned rather than like your looks or what you're wearing or what you're not wearing in your case. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What Do you know what I'm wearing. saying? Yeah. But when your motives start to get questioned, I think that's when you take it a bit more personally, right? Yeah. I mean, I am quite thick skinned with it. Like yeah. I've got to be honest, I do have a quite a stern approach of it is Love Island series nine coming up. You have seen Molly May, you've seen Tom, you, all the monsters that have came out of this in yeah. terms of like social media presences. If you have got any sort of non-confidence in yourself of mental health, do not go and put yourself on yes. the most popular TV show yes. in the world for six weeks. What's the point? So if you're aware of that, I don't have, I don't have a lot of sympathy. Yeah. I wouldn't say I have none, yeah, 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 but I don't I have it. a lot. However, at the same time, I think people can go on the show thinking they're headstrong and then come out and get a bit of a reality check. And then shit the pants. Yeah, this, and then shit the You know pants. what's mad about that, mate? It's part of the reason why I get a lot of people saying, oh, Paul, this guy's trying to copy what you do. This guy's trying to be you. I'm like, well, fucking good luck because the moment they get criticised, they'll fucking fall like a pack of cards. So it's, and it's weird that because everyone thinks they can take it until they start fucking getting it. And then you yeah. get other people who aren't getting it, giving you loads of advice. Oh, just ignore it. You get that as well, yeah. right? I've got People be, giving you advice who don't get the criticism. Yeah, who don't, who don't get it at all. I've got to be honest, I take it more personally, um, obviously, who I was, who I came off the show with in 2018. She got a bad few comments and I thought, I was like raging. I was like a phone. Because it wasn't you. It was, I was like, it was like a phone on the table and I'm like Aye. sitting about like pacing the room as if I'm going to start a fight yeah. with a phone. And then I'm thinking, what am I actually doing? But like when it's me. With some cunt that's probably living in the Mars fucking yeah. basement driving the Mars exactly. Fiesta. And then there's some daft cunt. Sorry, who's I mean the, uh, the mam's Fiesta. And then some tit back home's went, oh, you don't have abs anymore. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. But like when it was her, it because at the time I really liked her, that got me riled up more. That's interesting. So, yeah. That's very interesting. That happens to me a little bit too. In fact, it's weird. If someone gives me shit, you'll be at this point as well now where you don't have to say anything because the people that do like your stuff, they'll fucking go after the fucking troll anyway, right? Does that happen? Yeah. You've got, you've, you have got a lot of good ones as well, but what I, what I say is like, your good people only really comment like once in a blue moon because you mm, comment back and be yeah. nice to them and they're like, yeah, I've got that yeah, comment. Yeah, yeah. So they do it once a month, whereas these trolls, they're just like, they do it what are some every of the, day. What are some of the practical things that you do then when you're getting these shit? Is there anything that you're saying? Is it, are you blocking them? Is there anything, any tools that you're using? I have a real back and forth with my agent and with PR <laughs> because I'm such a sarcastic, like, little shit. Like, I just, I've commented back once saying, who put 20 pants in the daft cunt? Like, and I got told off for that. And I know that you shouldn't say that word and whatever. And that, but like, that's my way of like, I just think that like, I'll just embarrass them. But yes, I appreciate the fact of you shouldn't probably do that with some people. They give us a little bit of advice, you know? Um, But I probably have to, hold back on my natural reaction sometimes. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> me too. Because I guess what's the best way to deal with it? And I'm thinking, well, I change my mind every day. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, well, I'm going to block and delete this cunt. Sometimes I'm like, I'm going to have a bit of fun. Or it's like, thanks, have a fantastic day. You know, like- Kill no, them with like, that kindness thing. You know when someone's up your arse in the car and they're aye. raging, they're effing and blind aye. and they're doing so all this and you, just, and you just wave aye. at them aye. and it winds them up more. Aye. That's normally my approach. I, I do a bit of that. I, I love oh, a you're really fucking that. annoyed. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. thanks for nosing, mate. Yeah. I try really hard. Mm. And then sometimes I'm like, 
that's not fucking okay. Exactly. Sometimes, mate, honestly, last year, one of the biggest disappointments I had of myself was I sent some on my address. I said, if you want to come and say that, come to my office, because Mac will be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's mad. Because we'll have the boys it's waiting. Ma- <laughs> uh, it's, ma- it's mad that you, you, do get, you do get that advice from people that have never fucking had to deal with it. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It's a, I saw one on Paddy the Baddy the other day, and like he was talking about trolls or something. I think it was a bit of a funny one. But I'm like thinking, you're getting one of the hardest people in the world and sending him a DM and like trying to give him abuse and saying you're going to turn up at his house and he's one of the best fighters in the world oh, right now you gotta be I mean how that. stupid are you mate what's the weirdest thing that's happened on socials for you oh I thought you were going to say in person there well well, well, <laughs> well we'll go there next what's the weirdest what's the weirdest DM you've ever had anything to do with feet nah do you know what the DM the weirdest one and it's the it's the most mental stuff it always pops in my head on a PA nightclub like probably shite somewhere down the country. Like St. Bournemouth Ties Club. Aye, it's, 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 club. it's probably not the what. So <coughs> your clientele, you're 18 to 22, which was me. Now I'm a little bit older, so I'm a little bit. But 18 to 22, maybe it's 23. They're walking in, standard clothes, blah blah blah, in a line, thousand people. Photo. The bouncers are kicking them out before they can even say hello goodbye. Yeah. Right. There's a woman in a suit, like in a suit, pencil skirt, dead smart briefcase like as if she came from work like not the briefcase but like this little thing and I was like she looks dead out of place here right honestly I was like looking I look and I taking photos of like all these girls just letting them crack on and I was thinking this is going to be mental this came up to us and uh, said oh I don't really want a picture but like me and my husband have came here to offer you two grand and he wants to watch while you have sex with me and I was like what this is in like a hor- this is like a kid's 18 to 22 no. And I've honestly, I just didn't even never know what to say. It. I've never been speechless before in my life. And my f- my face must have been that, like, outrageous that she just walked off. Oh, she shit. just didn't even say before anything. Before you'd accepted. Like, before I'd, <laughs> before I'd accepted. So. Before you'd started negotiating. So I found the CCTV and I went back later on. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking mad. But Mate, like, so during all of this time then, during all this time, I missed this question earlier on. During all this time, you got to consider we've got this new business, we're starting this new, now we've got fucking eight staff. Who's been some of your guides through that period then? Because you can't have, I don't think there's any such thing as a self-made man. No, there's definitely, definitely not. Uh, my dad and my stepmom are amazing. I've mm-hmm. seen them do business. After Your dad's business. self-employed? My dad is self-employed. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I used to get picked up by him or any Tom, Dick and Harry, whether it was like a scaffold bar, mm-hmm. van, a builder's van. I saw him do like property, my stepmom is absolutely amazing. I've never met someone who works that much in our life. Yeah. Um, helps with my business, with online, helps with this, works for a charity as well. Absolutely amazing. But you know what's mad? If your dad running a construction company, he'd be like, running a gym is fucking easy. Because comp- I coach people in that trade. Oh, the t- it's t- a t- fucking this. nightmare, man. They'll be yeah. like, that, son, running a gym yeah. is fucking child's play compared to running a construction company. Yeah, so... They've been they've been my rocks all the way through, and yeah. I would not. I'm not an idiot. I couldn't have done half the stuff that I could have done at the start with the gym and like building it and actually having it. I probably would have opened with a really dusty shell and some gym equipment in it <laughs> and would have made it work. But like it looks shit hot. That was yeah. all him. Yeah. And uh, they've just been amazing. But I'm at this point now, and this is one thing that I will thank Love Island for and everything that's came off the back of it. It got me some sort of financial benefit that the that was good enough where I could give something back. Yeah. Like I remember buying my dad a watch and yeah. like that was like mint for me because he got me one when I was 18 and yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. little things like that. Yeah. And now I've got this opportunity where I can actually like give them something. Yeah, I love it. What are some of the mistakes you've made in opening that place and running that place? Um, mistakes. I was probably, like I said, the first member of staff is yeah. the only one I regret being a little bit too hot-headed with. Yeah, yeah. And probably getting rid of too soon. Yeah, um, it's your fucking baby in it. It's yeah, yeah my baby. You're very protective of it when yeah. you when you open it. We we're too friendly. We we're yeah. gonna think about living together. Yeah. We were out drinking together at the time, yeah. and it was too close to home. And yeah. I probably should have never worked with him in the first place. Yeah. But I think he's the only one out of everyone. He's the only one that I would say maybe could still be there if he were actually. Yeah. Like, if it was different. And have you reconciled that relationship? Have you done anything? Yeah, we speak. We speak oh, really? now and then. It's nice. very civil. Yeah, of course. Um, it's very civil, and it's, like, yeah. giving each other the nod, and, like, yeah. we'll chat about random stuff. Not as close as what it used to be, yeah, but yeah, that's course. cool. Yeah. Um, and the other mistakes, worrying too much. Worry every year about things, like, like when well, I first started. business, yeah. yeah <laughs> well, in business. I, like, I used to think to myself, like, oh, like, more, 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 and this and that, and, like... 
if I looked back now when I was 18 and thought, oh, I'll have this and this many members and stuff like that, I would have been over the moon. Mm. But your standards get higher. Yeah, the bar are. gets higher. You're ambitious. You get yeah. more ambitious, man. Like, I look at that gym now and I'm like, well, no, I want two or three. Yeah. I'm like, why Why do I need just one? Yeah. And like with the Love Island stuff, that then put us in the category of, well, I don't just want money from personal training. I want the gym, my personal training, my online business and all Instagram influence and stuff. Mm. So you, you just, you, your mindset changes yeah. and it's evolving really. Yeah. What made you go back on Love Island? Uh, second gym. I'm Was not it? Gonna lie. Was it? They rang us up with two weeks notice. Yeah. Um, I'd came out of a relationship about two and a half months before. Yeah. Fucking um, great timing. I was in Greece for a fitness retreat. Mm. Had no idea I was going on. Yeah. So I was in Greece on a fitness retreat. So are these the your f- fitness retreats or do they f- fly you in? No, like it's a franchise and they fly me out. Right. I was sitting in Greece still doing the training sessions and people I remember were drinking wine, talking about Love Island starting and I had no idea I was going on at that time and it oh, had shit. already started. So Paige was actually in the show and yeah. I still had no idea. Then they rang me and contacted us thinking they had this crazy idea and I thought, right, it's a recharge, it's a refresh on social media yeah. and I haven't really got anything to lose because the gym's got there's so many staff and it runs itself. Why didn't mm. I just go for it? Yeah. And they got us at a good single point where I was a bit like a raging animal. And then yeah. I thought I was going to go on there and do all sorts and cause chaos. Yeah. And to be fair, I actually liked a girl and just pretty much boring. <laughs> Mate, I'm going to tell you the truth, right? I'm not I've never so bored in my life. I've never watched a full episode of Love Island, right? Mate, neither have, well, neither have I really. I mean, you've been in a few. I've been in a few episodes. What's it like being that invited? Because here's what I picture it like. And this is from speaking of fucking hell. I've interviewed... Four Geordie Shore people I've had yeah. Sam Gowlin on, Chalmers on, Vicky Patterson on, and Holly on, right? Sophie's always asking me to come on as well. And uh, what they tell me about is how they, how these situations are manufactured yeah. where the now there's going to be conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they like have someone neck on with a bird and fucking say, yeah, he's necking on with her, whatever. What's that like dealing with that kind of conflict? Because I can imagine it, because you've got to consider most people, a lot of people that I talk to spend their lives trying to avoid conflict. They hate conflict. I don't know what there is in my personality, and I hope there's a specialist somewhere to check on this, right? Because one day I need to find out. But I loved it. I yeah. loved the drama. Like, yeah. I just thought it was hilarious. And in 2018, when I was like... Do you think that's, that, part, of the, that's part of the secret then? You find it... I think they cast me, and they thought, I've hit the jackpot. Because I used to wake up every morning, and they... I kind of just got it. And when you're in there, right, there's 20 people in. And I would say there's, for me personally, when I'm looking around, there's a divide between the people that get it and the people that don't. Yeah. And the people that get it, what I mean is... They don't they take it under, too seriously. They don't take it too seriously, one. But they also know that if they don't, like, play around with a show and have a bit of a laugh and get involved in the drama, they will have no airtime. So I'll tell you the mm, best person, one yeah, of the best people yeah, I've yeah, ever yeah. seen. Ekansu, unbelievable. Right. She knows. She knew the game straight away, and I could tell that because I'm the only one that's ever Angela done it Lush. twice. Angela's lush. Angela's lush. <laughs> um, so yeah, she she knew that. But what I mean is, like, I thrived on it, and I actually enjoyed it. But yeah. like, the manufacture of the situations. I mean, one of the new girls comes in. There's a there's a cord, a little playing cord. Kiss the tallest boy. Oh fuck, who's that going to be then? While I'm sitting there in a relationship, and then it's my fault for then getting that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, course yeah. it's manufactured. Yeah. Yeah, so you're part of your part. So I think the two separations then are the people that don't take it too seriously, yeah, because they know it's like the Dr. Game. Alex in 2018 fully thought he was there, fall in love and do all of this. And I kind of get like, ah, you can do that by accident. Tommy and Molly, mint, yeah, really good couple. Alex and Livia met them loads of times, yeah. they are legit and they are the best, like, unreal, yeah. But that happened by accident. They don't care if you fall in love or not. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's well, not about that. They want people that. to watch a show, right? They want people to watch a show. So putting a little <laughs> bit of drama. Man, I've just remembered something. <laughs> <laughs> I've just remembered something. I've never watched a full episode and I don't know much. I don't know who that, that second couple were, right? And not who Tommy is, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And the one thing from that last season was the bit about sucking the tits. Oh, oh my God, mate. I couldn't stop watching like TikToks and that of that thing. So I we, was fucking 16 again. We didn't know how, how big that was on the other <laughs> side because we were in there. But when we heard, uh, what I called him Alex there, when we heard Andrew say that, we were just sat there like, 
if they've got like them, what's it called, like night vision goggles of him doing that or something, Mate. it was just hilarious. It's like, the I couldn't best. stop I laughing. didn't even need to see it. I just needed to keep it. And I sucked a tit and I sucked a tit. It was, I don't even think it was a tit, but sucking someone's tits is so fucking Mate, there was what definitely, you do with school, it? Yeah, that's what I mean. But there was definitely some sort of fondling with different people that didn't get shown, which they just like deny, 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 and they thought they couldn't put it on. I think it was just because Andrew was that innocent that he admitted it. Fucking class. Mate, honestly, I, I watched that clip about a million times. Yeah. And I don't know anything else. I knew who met that page bird. Yeah. I knew who them two were that won. And that sucking tit thing was just mind blowing. <laughs> mind blowing. I think it's his accent and the way he is. He's so like, uh, he's a nicey, nice How boy, old is isn't he? So I'm 27. I think he's 29. No, 28, 29. 28, 29. Yeah, he's older than me, I think. Shit. Shit. So what do you, do you have down days? You have one. You didn't in 2018. No, do you have down days in general? Like oh, you, in life. You, yeah, in life. Do you, do you ever uh, have days where you're fucking gassed or struggling? Or I would say sometimes I'll log off my personal Instagram and just keep sculpt on. I love sculpt because it's uh, like oh, the your, gym. your business yeah, yeah, page. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah, business yeah, yeah. page. Yeah. Um. So because it's all all my friends from home or people that come to the gym. So it's mint. Yeah. I actually and like that one you, more. And people that you're helping out, people right? People that I care about. Yeah. Um. So I'll do that. That's my only little down thing. Yeah. Down days... I think I'm a bit hyper. Like, uh, my family can actually tell when I train or not train. Yeah. They're like, you can tell you've not because you're like fidgety, you're like shaky, or yeah. like, just like you seem a bit like irate. And they said, you're a better person. You're like calmer. And I think it's because it is my like therapy. Like, yeah, I train to look good to a certain extent, and everyone does, but it's way, way more than that for me now. Mm. I'm, uh, my wife can tell when I haven't meditated, which is weird. You yeah. haven't meditated, have you? How do you know? Because you've jumped fucking, you've jumped topic of conversation 17 times in the last minute. I'm like, well, well. When did you, you start that? Mate, I started meditating 2015. I started meditating and then it came to a, it came to a mad place this year. In August, I went to this retreat. Yeah. It was in London at the Axel Arena. Six and a half days. 2,700 people at this event. Three grand a ticket. Dude's done seven million fucking quid in a week, and he sent one email. It sold out in six hours. Isn't that mad? That and this fun, mate, this this event. I'd seen this guy's work for a while. I heard about him in 2018. This Joe Dispenza guy, and uh, I didn't. I was like, eh, it's not for me. That I'm mate. The mad thing is, most of the stuff that I do now, I've mocked at some point. That I was going to say, right? Meditation, I'm, cold showers, yoga. I've mocked all that shit. Playing devil's advocate, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm open to it, but yeah. I've I, like I've probably took the piss out in the past. I'm yeah. thinking the noise, mm, and then cross legs. What are you? What well, are you I doing? Imagine what me are you doing? Cross legged. Well, fucking me. I'm forty fucking two, man. You were doing that when I walked in. <laughs> <laughs> me, I can't even sit cross legs. So what he does? <clears throat> so I, I meditate lying down for years, and then this guy's like, "No, you need to sit up so you don't fall asleep." I'm like, well, that makes sense. Right. He has you with blackout uh, goggles, like an eye mask on noise cancelling headphones so there's nothing coming in from your external environment there's no noise and you basically ju it's like a guided meditation with him right but mate this retreat the meditations were a minimum of one hour long right him talking he's doing the whole thing imagine 2,700 people in a room meditating at once mad there was women in the room having orgasms no way I've heard nothing like it I said like, what the fuck's that me my mate were like my mate's from Houghton Le Spring he was like what the fuck's that like I said like, fucking women having orgasms and people screaming and that people it can't even mad. do that normally because <laughs> <laughs> well I'm on TRT now mate <laughs> fuck me we'll talk about that in a second Jesus permanent hard on <laughs> but they mate these uh, he puts you into a trance so he has all these music and all these things that he says and he puts you into a trance and he has you visualise your future and that's mad and then um, but one of the meditations was four hours long and I went to the moon, fuck, twice at least. Like, he puts you in this trance, and then he has you do all this mad breathing shit, and then he has you hold your breath. It's, it's not like, it's different to the Wim Hof stuff, because you hold your breath in, Yeah. and he has you do all this mad shit. And honestly, I saw fucking, I was a rocket going through a fucking rainbow. I went on another planet, I met the fucking Grim Reaper, all sorts of mad shit happened, and I was, I wouldn't say I was a skeptic, but I was like, eh, I'm not buying into all this shit. And then I came out of it, I was like, fuck me, this is fucking life changing I've seen nothing like it mate it's a uh, but the meditation is not the whole lying down trying to empty your mind thing you're actually just listening to him and doing what he tells you to do in the meditation it's mad but mate there was people he had this healing thing he had people who like people who had fucking cancer and shit recovering from cancer really as a result of meditating and that and he's he's had to go because of what he's doing 
all this healing stuff, he's had to actually pay for scientific research, or he's actually had to get independent scientific researchers to come to in and see what he's it. doing. There was a woman there had a what did she have? Carpal tunnel syndrome. Right. She, over after a week, it was gone, and I was like, "Fuck off, man!" And then another woman got up and said, "Oh, I my carpal tunnel, tunnel syndrome's gone as well." And I'm totally you gotta think, mate. I'm from South Shields. I don't buy into this shit. Yeah. But I was like, I was sitting there and I was like, "Oh, well, maybe." Maybe this is legit. Yeah. But a four-hour meditation, before that, I'd have been like, there's no way. 15 minutes was me maximum, by the way, before I went to that. Uh, yeah, I find it mind-blowing for meditation because that, that was the same sort of stuff that I heard the first time about like CBD and the cannabis sort of effect, but obviously something's going into your body. Uh, so that makes sense more to me of why you can heal something that way, mad. like cancer or something mad, like that. It's mad. And I, but, I, I was like, nah. But you kind of come out with claims like that these days and not get shut down. That's what I mean. He says the evidence is the is the loudest voice in science is how you demystify shit. So he's got, honestly, science that he's got mad. Mad. He's having people, um, he's having people completely transform their immune system in four hours and that, man. It's mad. Because he's got people sitting there in that meditation with those, you know those fucking halo things on? Yeah. That measure your brain, brain the, he has them doing that. He takes the blood, he takes the saliva before the week, at the start of the week and at the end of the week. It's fucking mind-blowing. Honestly, the, at that event, I signed up for another two-and-a-half-day event with his team in London. I did another two-and-a-half days. And I, I'm, I'm complete. I don't buy into all of it. Like, he's talking about quantum physics and the quantum field and that. Yeah. And I'm just like, actually, I'll just meditate and feel fucking great after I've done it, and I'm fine with that. I might have to come do this. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. mad. Me, honestly, this guy, Joe Dispenza... Here's how much I bought into it. I'd heard him about him for years, and in January, I thought, fuck it, I'm going to study this thing. Yeah. And it's mad. All of my courses are online, but I'm terrible at online courses because <laughs> I've I'll, I'll, I'll bought so many things that I haven't even logged into. You must have done yeah. that. Yeah, or look, like, uh, just have a little look. Or you just once. get distracted. Yeah. I'm like, I've got my Facebook and my Instagram, my emails. I'm like, fucking hell, man. And I, and now our video was taking us six hours to watch. Yeah. Anyway, I bought this course of his, and it was, it was 12 modules. So I thought, right, every Sunday, I'll do an hour. I finished it in eight days six days or something because I was like this is fucking unbelievable blew me head off so on this note mate what is your morning I'm big on morning rituals and morning, morning routines rituals. what does your shit look like um, what are your non-negotiables every morning or every day my non-negotiables I found it hard because I'm mixing gym and normal life with the Love Island PAs so that's a little bit of a struggle but usually it's a 5am and if I get up at 5am like that for me straight away is a game changer because I yeah. get so much more done yeah I try to avoid my phone straight away because I guarantee there's texts, whether they be personal or work, <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight yeah, yeah, away. Yeah. And the first thing I do, and it's just because I was listening to, and this is only the last two months, is it Andrew Huberman? Oh, yeah, yeah. Gangster. Lad? Yeah, Gangster, aye. So try and go outside just for some sort of fresh air. Yeah. Chris Williamson's pushing a lot of his shit at the minute because yeah. he had him on his podcast. Yeah, so I kind of heard a couple and then I heard Chris's and I was like, right, I'm well, definitely going to do OG that. The OG fucking Love Island guy, well, Chris, exactly. isn't he? Aye. Exactly. So... My, the only real things that I would say is I try to get up, make sure I go outside, go out with the dog. You dogs. got a dog, Ant. You got a dog. Yeah, go right, That makes it easier, doesn't it? Yeah. Because so you have to. You have to. Yeah. So do that. If I can get them to settle, I'll do like 10 minutes of mobility. Nothing crazy, just a few. And that just settles me for the day. And then yeah. I'll try to avoid drinking coffee for at least like 30 minutes. Yeah. People are big on that now as well, isn't it? I don't know. I think it's a little bit of... The only thing for me is just like, I think you should drink water first, otherwise you're going to dehydrate yourself more. Uh, but there is a lot of stuff. Chris, again, actually, believe it or not, he sent us these things. He was like, look at this, like read into oh, this. the salts. Element Labs. Ice and class. I felt amazing Ice of it. Class. Uh, yeah. Class. So I thought, you know what, even if no, I'm not I love salts, it. When I was in America, I was staying in a villa and I got them sent to me villa because yeah. they were a bit of a pain in the arse to get here. So I got them sent to me villa and brought fucking 10 boxes home. So that was basically the crack. So that's really my only three-part routine. Get up. Try you're not training in the morning then? Is that not your thing? Uh, it's 50-50. I'll normally do, I prefer personally because I'm more productive to bang out emails and stuff like that. I'm saying. Six also, till 8 a.m. And if do I train hard session. in the morning, I'm fucked the rest of the day. I'm 42 and I don't yeah. have a go slow button. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on double days at the minute. So normally I'll do session one at 8 a.m. and session two oh, at shit, three or four. Train twice a day. Some of the days, yeah. Some of the days, yeah. I want to do like there's a few things that I want to do endurance wise, like Iron Man and stuff like that. But as well, I don't really fancy looking like Mo Farah, so I'm trying to keep some sort of size. Uh, uh, mate, it's my. I've, <laughs> I've been. I'm on two a day right now, but I've only been on two a day for the last three days because I'm fucking four kilos overweight for this comp. 
Yeah. Because I was injured, but I had this staph infection. I've got to get down to 79 kilos. Me, me guy's like, mate, you need to do an hour cardio every morning. Oh. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. St- you know what? Yesterday, I started really good intentions. I was like, right, when I'm on this treadmill, 6 a.m., in my garage, fucking freezing, I'm going to watch like a jujitsu instructional. Yeah. Two minutes in, it was fucking off and I was watching The Wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I've got to fucking do something that sucks for an hour, I may as well try and have fun doing it. Yeah, do you know what exactly. I mean? Uh, it's, a, it's a mad thing. Do you ever worry about then in the fitness game and in your business that people might not take you as seriously as you'd like them to? Absolutely. They, I would say that's the... Would you say that's one of the downsides? That is one of the only downsides of Love Island. People not take me. I hate... And I actually go back to this all the time. People are like, are you Adam from Love Island? I'm like, I'm Adam from Newcastle. Aye. I went on Love Island. It doesn't kind of define us. Aye. Um, and people only really realise that when they meet us, I think. Yeah. Because... Like, well, especially if they come in the gym as well. That'll be yeah. like, I actually, he's the fucking real deal. Yeah, like they come yeah. in the gym and they're like, fuck, like, yeah, yeah, he is the real deal. But until they get to that point, they kind of struggle with it. Mm. Um, but like, I would say, yeah, like, I'm a businessman. I'm a young businessman. I'm still learning, but I'm a young businessman and I'm I'm borderline athlete. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd, yeah. I'd do it like this show. Yeah, I went on. It was smart. Like Talking about the athlete thing then, you mentioned rugby before. Yeah. Actually, we weren't even on fucking air when we were no, talking about rugby. It always happens that. Was that your thing then? Uh, I swam quite well. Oh, really? Well. Yeah, I swam quite well when I was younger. Yeah. Sort of like probably city, national-ish level, but not oh, shit, crazy. really? Yeah, something like that. So that was when I was like really young. Yeah. Actually love football, love Newcastle United. But what happened was at 14, 14, 15 years old. Well, exactly. There's a little cheap shot there. Mate, there's I'm some bitterness sick. there. I tell you what, I'm fucking sick of Newcastle winning. <laughs> like, do you know what it is? Fair play, like, but I'm fucking sick of turning them on. I'm thinking, did Newcastle get beat today? Do you know the, the worst fuck, thing Mate, in the, the fly that's doing me head in. I think actual Geordies are starting to get sick of Newcastle winning because it's bad for there's the Liverpool. Like, there's nothing to kick off about. <laughs> it's bad there's nothing the to kick off about anymore. Nah. Do you know what's um, weird? My mate said, right, this is Kale James, he'd be listening. James from Lines Behind, he's sick of designing that, right? Yeah, yeah. Designed all the T-shirts of the Great North Roni. All his designs are in Gino's new place, and that is class. Actually, you'll have seen his stuff. I guarantee you'll have seen it in Greg's or Fenix, right? right. Um, it's all, all these. Oh, these mate. Here. You'll have right, seen okay. them, right? And uh, he was saying, oh, mate, we'll have the derbies back in it soon. I was like, I fucking hope not. Because right <laughs> now, Newcastle would fucking hump. <laughs> like, I'll be like, no, I'm fine for a few more years. I'm fine. I'm still living off that fucking six in a row, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, sport. Uh, sport, really simple. Love football. Went to a different school because I changed like catchment areas and I turned out to be like six foot three at 14, 15. So oh, they were shit, just like, really? you're now not playing football, you're playing rugby because you're fucking massive. And uh, I was, do you know what? I probably don't even know the full rules now, but I was, really? I was half handy at it. I say half handy. I was okay at it because, yeah, I could just run over. And rugby's not until the comp though, is it? No, my exactly. son's just My yeah. son's in year uh, seven now yeah. and he's just started playing rugby and he fucking loves it because so, he hated football. Yeah. Love jujitsu, then hates jujitsu now. So I would not really watch rugby unless it was Six Nations because oh, I just not? Well, it's shite on TV, isn't it? Unless you had a really good standard, the big games, the big Premiership games, Aye. and the Six Nations, Aye. apart from and the World Cup. But you're not Aye. watching like, whereas like I'd like I'd put Sunderland Birmingham on like I did the other night just I to see who's getting. I was there. It was yeah. fucking class. I know. I was hoping he's got it's class. But anyway, I mean, actually, the game <laughs> made that standard's yeah. fucking poor, but, but the game was class. But you'd still watch that on Aye. TV. You wouldn't watch shite rugby. No, you're right, yeah. mate. I, I'm the same. Mate, the other week, when was it? When I first got this staff infection, I was yeah. fucking ill. There was one Sunday I watched four matches back to back. Yeah. I've got that fucking fire stick, man. Because <laughs> yeah. I've been saying, I'm not getting a fucking fire stick, me. I'm a sky for life guy, me. Exactly. BT spot. I've got the works, man. And my mate said, here, I get this fire stick. He gave us it. I was like, I've never seen as much porn in my life. I've never <laughs> seen as much football in my life. It's class. I was like, you can literally watch any fucking game you want. So my dad was the same, Sky Sports till I die, and then Aye. he came down to mine because he didn't realise the three o'clock games were on, and then he's been converted. Has he? I mean, every now and then, obviously, you're putting Avengers on, and there's some weird plumber with stepsister on the porn thing, and the channels get mixed up, but apart Aye. from that, you're all right. Or there's a guy with his dick in a pizza <laughs> box. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd seen you before. <laughs> Mate, what's mad is at my wedding, right? Me and my mates always used to joke about this bit, this channel called Big Sausage Pizza, right? Right. And, and uh, on my wedding day, he said, he did a speech and he said, here, mate, I've got you a gift. And I opened this pizza box up and the big fucking dildo sprung up. 
And the thing is, my lass didn't know what it was. She was like, what the fuck's that? Why is that funny? There was literally about 10 blokes in the entire wedding laughing because it was like an insider joke. And I had to explain about Big Sausage Pizza. Oh. So what's, uh, apart from the second gym, what else you got coming up? I don't know. I'm kind of just like trying to enjoy myself and enjoy life a little bit yeah. more. And I feel like that's a very weird thing to kind of say, but like, I'm kind of happy. Like, I'm happy just doing my things. Obviously, personal endeavors. There's these High Rocks things that are kicking about all over at the minute. Well, did you know I've got the High Rocks world champion in my program? Have you? Gary Rothwell, aye. Yeah. Aye, he's a gangster. So, and my mate Tyler does it all the time. You know Tyler? Guy, sure. Tyler's got one leg. Oh, yeah. You'll have yeah, seen yeah, Tyler. Tyler. He's in my so program. He's a gangster, Tyler, so aye. So, aye. I've got a couple of them coming up. I'd like to do a couple of Ironmans. People I are, do. It's a big thing now, the High Rocks thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's getting there because I think what it is is CrossFit's like, I mean, I. Our gym is not a CrossFit gym. People always think it is. It's a functional fitness gym. Yeah, I think the lads at the training. Do you know the lads at the training club? Yeah, the, tr the lads at the training club get that bit as well. Yeah. I think Aye. so. It's not a CrossFit gym, but we have elements and inspiration from that. Yeah. But I would say that the problem sometimes can be if it's bad, badly coached. Obviously, that can be the same anywhere. Yeah. But I think the level entry for High Rocks is smaller because yeah. you don't have a, a lot of skill. It's work ethic, and yeah. I think people enjoy that yeah. because you can go in. My mum could go in. She would take forever, but she could go in and do the high rocks now. Yes. And it might take her three hours where it'll take me an Cause hour. Because you haven't got really complex you exercises. Haven't got complex moving. Yeah. But anyone can farmers walk. Anyone yeah. can pick two kettlebells up and go. Yeah. So that's why I think I like it. Yeah. And I do uh, normally a daft charity event every year yeah. at Christmas. Just do some daft. So I did like 2,000 burpees last year. Yeah. Um, and it was a quid per burpee. So I did yeah. that for charity. And there's just a few little things that I want to do for myself. Like yeah. I want to do an Ironman or something like that. Yeah. It's mad that y yeah. you're probably in this place as well. And I bet you've had this comment before. Like, people think you do now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I bet you get that, do you? Like, people think, oh, you're just fucking swanning around with these fucking Instagram ads and that. Yeah, so yesterday, someone, one of the, one of the girls said, she went, oh, Adam, I haven't seen you coaching uh, coaching so long. And I'm quite friendly with her. And she was like, it's good to see you do some work. And I was like, <laughs> you know, we've got like, we've got 500 people online, whereas I can only train 12 people a day if I'm in person. I was like, I need to concentrate on that. So yeah, like I'm mm. filming videos instead. And you, all of the other stuff, I'm just spinning plates constantly. Yeah. It's Within weird like, sometimes I feel like justifying myself sometimes because sometimes yeah. I knock on me out until 10. Yeah. And I think sometimes, do these fuckers think I'm not doing anything? Oh, this is what When I mean. really I've been up since seven, I've trained, I fucking wrote an email, I've made a post, I've posted a video, I've organised a fucking meeting with an agent for later on the day. And I'm sometimes thinking, do they think I'm... Because I'm not here till 10, I think I'm not doing anything. And the thing is with us as well, like these these are quite good, not good, but like you'll you'll send something and they'll be like, ah, we don't like that one, can you redo it? It is a full-time job. Like I have to have Thursday normally, but Friday tomorrow, a full 24 hours and all we do is content for different brands. Oh, really? And I try to bang it out in one go because that for me mentally is easier. Do you, have to be, do you have to come up with new ideas and that then? Or? Yeah, it stresses us out. Because there's only be so many pictures you can post that you with your top off holding the can, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, and the, and the boxes are just getting lower and lower because engagement's getting worse and worse. <laughs> well, fucking Alima's. A, have you seen Alima's stuff? When he does them, he's a fucking. Yeah. He's the king of fucking Instagram he ads. He is, but uh, the his sort of like if he scripts himself and the way he thinks of his ideas, amazing, yeah, amazing. He is amazing. It's mad because everyone, no one knows what he does. Yeah, but when he explains what he does, he's like, ah, oh, I get it now. That's why he's so good at it because he yeah. treats it like a full time gig. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I get people asking me, Paul, come on. we'd love to, yeah, what's bad, mate, since I got this staph infection. I was like, there is an upside. I've had a soap company sponsor us. Yeah. Must think I'm a dirty cunt. <laughs> that's how you get it. It's like a soap company that the, the, the for jiu-jitsu players. Right, okay. Got a shout out, Full God Air Soap. It's like anti-fungal, anti-bacterial soap. And then I had a CBD company send us loads of shit as well. Nice. So there's a, there's a little, I love free stuff on Instagram. Oh, like. mate, it's mint. It's the I best. love it, I. Do you know what, like, obviously, like, you get paid off your boohoos and whatever, yeah. whatever brands, right? But uh, someone say, like, what's the best thing you ever got? And I went, I, I was a, just about to ask you that. I got a black card for your sushi and I got a black card for Tortilla. I was like, I've never paid for it in my life. No, I was really? like, I went, apart from Nando's, I was like, this is class. Go to the Marisen. I just, I think, I don't have that. Do you know what? Chris Ramsey was the first person I know that had a black Nando's card, yeah. but I don't even know if they do it anymore. Gotta be big time. Andy Peters is the person in charge of it. Fuck right yeah, off. He is the guy who chooses what? who it is. Yeah. Andy Peters is in charge of something to do with British Airways for VIPs and something to do with Nando's and I, I shouldn't actually said this. <laughs> no, everyone's got to be everyone's on Andy gonna, Peters now. Everyone who's got to be on Andy Peters. And you want to come to podcast. Exactly. But uh, yeah, he's the man. So, no. 
Uh, yeah, it's shit. Cheering everyone like that. I want to fucking Ramsey now. Well. I get, <laughs> get old. Did you know why you lost your handles card? Exactly. If he gets cut one, yeah, Andy Peters. Is Andy Peters hates your fucking jokes, mate. <laughs> Andy Peters hates that joke you made on Soccer AM about bombing your dad. No, he's the only person that's been thrown off Soccer AM ever. Chris Ramsey. Did he get thrown Got off? Thrown off Soccer AM. Ah, he's, uh, he's class. He made a joke what? about bombing your dad, and they told him not to say it again. And guess what he did? Said yeah. it again I after mean, the break. He is the only person that I, so my expert, when she, she was living with us before this Love Island. Yeah. And I was with her and it was this Chris and Rosie Ramsey. I was like, I uh, load of shit. I'm not listening to a couple's podcasts. On the podcast, right? I. So it would be in every night when she would fall asleep, it would be on. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually getting into this. It's ended up going funny. to the show and everything. Did you? I ended up going to the show in, uh, what's it? It's not Metro Radio Arena now. It's whatever it's called. Ah, the Virtue Motors Arena. Vir- I, Man, it was fucking sold out, wasn't uh, it? Unbelievable. Amazing. Unbelievable. Ama- she mate, is hilarious. Oh, she's funny as fuck. Rosie, what's yeah. mad is Rosie, her ex-boyfriend was my mate. Oh, really? The one she talks about when she's like, oh, he used to take his fishing and make him come and watch him play golf and that. He's my <laughs> mate. So when he's slating him, I'm like, so oh, then no, you exactly. rinse him. <laughs> I say to the kids, I said, you know who he's talking about? He's talking about, I'll not say his name, yeah. but my, my son is 11. He's listening to every single episode. He shouldn't <laughs> be like, because it's a bit naughty, innit? Yeah, yeah. He's listening to every episode. And I remember last year, Chris had his stand-up tour as well, because he sold the arena on his own as well. Yeah. And we went to his stand-up tour. I said, mate, can you get the bane in? I was sitting in this thing, it's over 18s only, and he's fucking 11. He was 10, actually, <laughs> sitting in the crowd, and everyone was looking, what the fuck's he doing here? Fair he loves it. him as well, because I couldn't do a podcast with my missus. I mean, I haven't no. got one now, but you know what I mean? Like, nah, it's one thing I've that done I two. Do. I'd be like, Aye. every and it, week. And it's uh, it's mad what they've done with podcasting, like. Yeah. Because it was her idea originally, and he was like, nah, I'm not doing that. Well, it's... I think he's hit the jackpot with her because I because <laughs> she she's funny. Really, really. She's funny. Fun. I sometimes really, think she's really funny on her name. Well, this is what I mean. I mean, I didn't want to be the one to say it, but I'm uh, glad you have. But well, you know how I know him, mate. It's mad because I said to him because he doesn't do other podcasts, and I said, "Why did you come on my podcast?" He said, "You were the first. I didn't even know this. I was the first person to ever pay him for comedy. Oh, really? Isn't that mad? That is mad. Twelve years ago, I paid him. I was running a boot camp yeah. outdoors in South Shields. Loads of people. And we had a Christmas party. My wife is pregnant. with My son, who's twelve in January, so. 12 years ago, actually it'd be 12 years ago this Christmas, and um, he, uh, someone had told us about, I'd seen a clip of his doing like, he must have been doing the fucking, do you know like the hyena cafe scene yeah. and that where you didn't get paid? And I said, mate, do you fancy coming doing a set for me clients? He was like, aye. I paid him like fucking 200 quid or something to do a set. Isn't that mad? It's class though, isn't it? It's mad, things aye. like that come back around. Massively. It's mad, my dad play golf, plays golf with his dad and that, it's yeah. mad. And it's class to see local people doing well, mate. Yeah. It's because it, you stand out up here when you do stuff like this. I mean, even like for you, for example, like I would, I've said it to a few people, and like, oh, Paul Mort from up here, from up here, uh, straight away, it's class. And do you know what's mad though? Getting work here is is mad. Yeah. Like I'll see the council will pay someone from down south to come and do like a marketing seminar, yeah. and I'm like, fucking hell, I'm sitting here running a seven figure fucking company. You're not asking me. Yeah. And then the thing will get cancelled because no one signs up. I'm like, well, the marketing's not that fucking good, is it? <laughs> Just me heading. I'm getting flown to Puerto Rico, flown to America, and I kind of get a gig in Shields. Yeah, exactly. It's a mad thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's sick. Adam Collard, I have had a fucking blast, mate. Uh, thank you so much. Where should the guys come and check out what you're doing? Uh, I mean, Instagram, Adam Collard, Sculptors the Gym. And uh, yeah, you'll see everything there pretty much. Sick. I love it, bro. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much.